Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Mario World on the Super NES. Super Mario World was developed by Nintendo's EAD and released by the Big N in Japan in November of 1990. And North America then got it in September of 1991. A great day. And then in Europe, April of 1992. All right, it's not too terribly far behind. But still it's farther not, behind. Well, it's, it not a, it's not a full year like many other releases. No. Now, this game was directed by Takashi Tezuka. And uh, he's been with the yeah. series for a long time. Yeah, and he's been with not only this series, but many of the mainstays in the Nintendo universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was the director on Legends of Zelda, Mario 3, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, Mario World 2, Yoshi's uh, Island, you name it. All great EAD games. And then he uh, moved up to being a supervisor on games for games like uh, Star Fox 64, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask. And he is still with Nintendo. Uh, recently, he was the supervisor on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm. This game was, of course, produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it has, you know, the touch of what many people consider to be Nintendo's genius or... The golden boy. Yes. But he is, you know, just one part of the machinery, Uh, which was interesting, though this, the machinery that made this game was only 10 people. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? The core team. I mean, I'm sure there was like one or more people helped at certain times. Yeah, yeah. But to think that this expansive game... And it's so polished, came from such a small group. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, no, I, that's one of the things that's kind of cool about older games is the smaller teams gives a more uh, individualistic kind of, you know, like appeal kind of. You can do weirder things, so to speak. Yeah, now this game was the first game on Nintendo's new hardware, the Super Nintendo or Super Famicom in Japan. Mm-hmm. And the team faced many challenges, as you could imagine trying to figure out how to do things with the new chipsets and processor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can only I can only imagine. But they did bring a lot of things over from the other Mario games and then things that they wanted to do in, say, Mario 3, but couldn't do at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of those things being having the character Yoshi in it. Oh, sure, yeah. Good old Yoshi. This is his introduction here. Yeah, um, yeah he's, and he's he became from... a mainstay of the series. Yeah, yeah, from Dino Hatton, right? He is. Now this game also music by Koji Kondo. Sure, yeah, series uh, series standard. And I read that he was just floored with uh, having access to the new sound chip. Oh, I, you can tell, too. A lot of the early Super Nintendo releases have this, like, you can hear it in the music where they just want to use everything because yeah. you didn't have these, like, samples before and stuff. And, and it's, it's in there, I think. Yeah, he was definitely a real musician. So when he had the opportunity to flesh out his feelings and ideas through, you know, this many new sound channels, Mm-hmm. He took full advantage of it, and the soundtrack is great. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, this uh, video game got its own cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, produced by Deke uh, Entertainment, and it had uh, 13 episodes on NBC in 1991. Man, I'm trying to... I feel like... I know I remember seeing the Super Mario Brothers 3 cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
but I don't really remember. I don't know if it bled over into this. Kind I think of. they did. I think they just kind of eased on through to the next one. I don't know if I was watching Saturday morning cartoons as much at this time, but I don't remember it either. There was a certain point where I finally wised up to like, just because you like Nintendo, you don't have to watch everything that even mentions the word Nintendo. So right. I, I started to like, well, this is a, not really my speed. So I backed off from, from those. Well, and in your teenage years, the ability to sleep in on the weekend is... Well, I was only 11 here in 91, so... I guess so. And not quite there yet, but sleeping in was still a precious commodity, no matter <laughs> how young. <laughs> Agreed. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Super Mario World? It's a side-scrolling... Uh, I guess you could it's an action-adventure platformer, pretty much, I think. I mean, it is, at this point, a Mario game. Yeah, yeah. The Mario that we all come to his true form here, so to speak. Yeah. And in this game, of course, you can jump. You have what we call the Mario jump. Yeah. It is a variable jump. When you press B, the longer you hold it, the more jumping you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in this game, I feel like they've really perfected the jump. Yeah. See, I actually bumped up against it where I was like, I think I actually like the controls in Mario 3 better. I like, think you're you have more range of movement in 3. I, I just noticed, not specifically the jump, but certain movement. It just feels a little more squirrely, and, and it wasn't worse, but it, it caught me off guard. I had to readjust a bit. I don't know if it's just because that's the last one I played, you know, or, or whatnot. But. but this jump is really good. Yeah. And you're not just jumping, which is your main form of attack, as is in all the previous Mario games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess besides two. Never mind. Oh, well. We're, we're, we're only a couple in. But, <laughs> um, but of course, there is... Uh, a whole bevy of items you get that changes your abilities. Sure, yeah. You know, a lot of new stuff. Like, for example, you can do a spin jump now right out of the bat. Oh, that's true, yeah. You and, know, that's uh, a jump. Kind when of you're large, thing. though. You can't do it when you're small, can you? No, I don't. Th- yeah, you're right, yeah. So you do have that uh, spin jump, which is pretty awesome. Like in previous Mario games, you can also run. Mm-hmm. And the running is done by holding down one of the other buttons, which is X or Y. Yeah, it's a weird... The, the way they set up the controllers really, really took me some getting used to in this. Like, Yeah. Not only have they brought back old favorites like running and jumping mm-hmm. and added new things like that spin jump, but you also have other uh, modes now. Not only can you climb, you know, the standard vines. Right. You can now climb on fencing as well. Yeah. And a few, like, fortress levels usually there will be these, like, fences in the background that you can scale and you can punch through them to hit. Koopas on the other side. Yeah, if you press Y, you punch, which is very interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. Where do your punching skills go when you get off that fence? You save them for the back of Yoshi's head. I guess, yeah. But like the older games as well, you can pick up and carry items. Mm -hmm. And you do that by, you know, landing on them or walking up to them and pressing Y. Or if you hold it down and run into them, you'll just snatch it up. But your next big moveset comes with the addition of a new character to the game. The aforementioned Yoshi? It is the Yoshi. And you find Yoshi where you would find any other power-up in a block. Yeah, a little egg will come out, which will then hatch into sometimes a baby Yoshi, sometimes a full-grown one. Now, I think it's always a full-grown one on the normal map, right? Is it? I don't remember. I just know sometimes... Well, sometimes you'll see baby ones that you can pick up, and if they eat, what, five enemies, they'll grow up into a full one? hmm And Yoshi uh, has the running and jumping, just as Mario did. Mm-hmm. But now he has the ability to stomp on things that no longer that would normally hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Much like the Carabo shoe. Yeah, yeah. You do want to watch out, though, because if you spin jump, 
you will jump off of Yoshi. That's Correct. how you dis- uh, dismount, so to speak. But I found it very frustrating because your B button, which is normally your, your run and grab button, and your A button, which is your jump, are now different because the A button, which I w- was like, this is my jump button. That's mm-hmm. your spin jump button. So for the first two levels, I was constantly jumping off Yoshi on accident because oh. I was like, oh, crap. Like, it took me a long time to get that down. But the main point of having Yoshi is that you have an extra hit, basically. That's true. Because you're knocked off Yoshi, and then you can jump back on him. He's still there until he runs off a pit. Yeah, if you're quick, just get back on. And then Yoshi himself also has a new move uh, or attack, which is the tongue. Yeah, he can stick out his tongue and grab an enemy and then eat it. Yeah, and that works for enemies that are even larger than you would imagine him being yeah. able to eat. He's He's got it down. But it isn't just enemies. He can also do that with power-ups. So Yoshi can eat any creature, but when he eats a shell, he doesn't swallow it right away. Yeah, you kind of hold it in your mouth, and then depending on the color of the shell, you can get a different attack, kind of. Yeah, when you have a red shell, um, well, green shells do nothing. You just spit them back out. Yeah. Uh, Red shells become a fireball, or a set of three fireballs. Yeah, a pretty big spread you shoot out in front of you. Yeah, a little slow. Yeah, it's okay. It's, It's not my favorite. No. The yellow is pretty cool in its way. I disagree, but the yellow <laughs> shell gives you the ability to make a tiny earthquake around you. When you land, when you jump, like... And it, the clouds hurt anything nearby. Yeah, in front and behind you. It's it's one that I remember reading about Nintendo Power and being like, that's the one for me. I like the sound of this. And it's, I mean, it's all right, but it's not really but if necessary. You're jump that close to an enemy, you might as well just jump on the enemy. Yeah, no, hey, I'm, I'm not saying it's perfect, but... <laughs> Because truly everyone's real favorite is the blue shell. Absolutely, yes. And because in this, the blue shell allows you to fly as yeah. Yoshi. Yeah, and you just press your button to go up. It's a closer to the raccoon tail flying mechanic. Yeah, but it know. never ends. As long as you have that in your mouth, you can fly uninhibited. Although after a certain amount of time, he'll just automatically swallow it. So there is a kind of limit, you yeah. know. But and he does that for any of the shells he's holding in his mouth. It's very long. Yes, it's, it's, it's awesome. And if you can land, spit the shell out, and have it bounce off something, you can yeah. eat it again and get another full set of time. Definitely. Now, in addition to standard green Yoshi, there are many other Yoshis in the world. And if you find them, well, only on the Star Road, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Or if you get the special wing power-up for Yoshi, Mm -hmm, it'll mm -hmm. turn him blue. That's right, yeah. But there are different colored Yoshis, and what they do is they act as if they're always eating the color shell they are. Yeah, no matter what color it is, So, which is pretty cool. So, of course, the blue one is the best because then you you can can fly, 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 fly. With any shell. Any old shell. It's great. It is wonderful. So not only do we have Yoshi and that full new moveset, we have some old and some new power-ups for Mario himself. Yeah, yeah. There is, of course, the classic mushroom. Classic, yep. And the mushroom makes you a large Mario. Basically a full-size normal human Mario. Yeah, yeah. So now you can break blocks and spin jump, and which the spin jump can break certain blocks below you. Yeah. So it's that's where its true use comes in, kind of. And unlike the previous games in the series, now you have a reserve item. Yeah, yeah. You really have a little um, square kind of window item box up in the top center of your screen. And when you get a second item, it goes there. Mm-hmm. But you can always hit select, and that will fall from the ceiling for yeah. you to collect. Yeah, and then... But be careful, if you miss it, then you've wasted it. Right, but if you are currently using a different item, it, that one will go to the top block. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can you can swap in between. Yeah, um, because, you know, maybe you want to use your next power-up, which is the classic fire flower. 
it's back and just as great as ever. Yeah, it's pretty much the exact same. I think now you can spin jump and you'll come to shoot fireballs left and right. Ooh. Yes. It's all right, but good old standard. Now, if you get hit as Fire Mario, you become Small Mario. Right, right. Just like in previous games. But the new item to this one is the feather. Uh, yes, the super feather. Which kind of takes the place of the raccoon yeah, tail. Yeah, it's, um, it gives you a yellow cape that you can then use to do several cool things. Um, Which I don't really understand why the feather gives you the cape. Eh, I don't know where that comes from exactly either. But, you know, you got to have something. But having that <laughs> cape is awesome. Yeah, because, you know, once you get up to full speed, you can fly in the air in a, you know, you're holding down your button and you'll start moving up. Well, the very first part of your flight is just like the tail, the yeah. raccoon tail. Except you don't have to keep jamming your button. Right, you can just hold it down. Yeah. And that same mechanic works when you're riding a Yoshi as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, once you get to the peak of your jump, then you can start doing this. Uh, your cape like kind of fills up with air and you do this weird jumpy-ish well, thing. I feel like it. you hold onto it and it attaches to your feet somehow. Yeah, yeah. And becomes kind of like a parachute. Yeah, yeah. So when you pull back, you catch air. Mm -hmm. And then you dive forward a little bit. Yeah, you do like a kite-style kind of mini jump. I and if know. you press forward, you do a dive. Mm -hmm. Now, if you press forward hard down, you dive, hit the ground, and create a mini earthquake yourself. Yeah, yeah. And but, I think it hurts, knocks everything down on the screen. Yeah, it hurts at least the ones on the ground. Yes. But if you time it right, you can start holding back at a rhythm. Yeah, yeah. And keep yourself flying through the air. Um, effectively, infinitely. Yes, can... which was a point of contention at my house. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, the, you know, lady of the house, she is just one of her favorite games, plays it all the time. I guess uh -huh. we'll talk about that later. Sure. But she did not believe me when I said you could just fly across an entire map. Oh, yeah. And That'd I be... said, yes, you can. Like, if, if you get that rhythm right, you will not lose barely any altitude. Yeah, no, you can you can just keep trucking, man. And if you're really good, like I was as a, a youth, you could dive bomb and then pull yourself even higher. Yeah, than where you, you were before. You can use that to get get some extra momentum to add it up. It's it's uh it it does take a little finesse, but it's really not that complicated. Like, no, once you get used to it, it's more of a rhythm thing. Yeah. Now the cape has another feature, which is uh that you can also spin with it. Yeah, kind of like the raccoon tail. Mm -hmm. But this I used actually more than the flying. I, I didn't remember how awesome the spin was. Yeah, because you can really just keep mashing the spin button and, and slide right into many creatures and taking them out. And normally would be invincible. Yeah, like the dry bones or these little spiky, like the all these spiky mummy dudes. Yes, they're yeah. the worst. And I didn't, I remember remembering levels and being like, well, this part's really hard. Right. And I was like, nope, I can just spin through them. It's easy. <laughs> like, I know, I know. And then lastly, the other superpower of this cape is that if you are flying through the air and you bump into an enemy in the air, you do not take any damage. You just go into a spin jump. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's pretty awesome all around. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's a it's a great power up. And then, of course, there's the Invincibility Starman. Yes, and it works just like the ones before where you're invincible and the more enemies in a row you hit, eventually they'll become one-ups. Yeah, and... Um... Or even more if there's certain bigger enemies. Now, yeah, in this one they've added the fact that larger enemies become two-ups. Yeah, and then, and in fact, there is an, uh, a rare or semi-rare three-up moon that you can find in certain levels. Yeah, I, I, it's very rare. It's, it's really weird. There's like two of them I've ever found. I know. <laughs> I don't know. But the um, Starman can also be chained. So if you can't mm. get another Starman while you're still invincible, 
then your timing will keep going on for those one-offs. Yeah, and you can keep rolling to where, in certain levels, have that kind of built in. Mm-hmm. Like There's like two, I think. Yeah, yeah. And there's also a pretty curious and also rare item, which is the pea balloon. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Only in a few levels. Yeah. It's a weird where it's a little yellow balloon with a pea on it, and then it inflates Mario as if he were a balloon himself. When you hit the block, the balloon floats out, and you have to catch it on its strange course. Yeah, and there's there are a couple levels throughout where it's just like fly up, and you have a weird movement now. You're constantly... I mean, you can move up and down, but you have this weird uh, lag and stuff. And I don't like it. It's, I mean, it's kind of fun at first where you're like, oh, this is goofy. I'm in this level until you get to one of the horrible level, which is built around this beast item and later on, much later in the game, but we'll get there. Then, of course, uh, the standard coins come back. That's right. Uh, You can still collect 100 for a a one-up. But now they have added special Yoshi coins to every level. Yes, the dragon coins. and They're larger. Yeah, yeah. They have a little picture of Yoshi looking mm-hmm. good on there. And if you get, what, five? Yeah. And, I mean, some levels, I think, have more than five. But every five, you get a free man. Yeah. Um, they're okay. I mean, this game... Something else to do? Throws a lot of extra men at you. Oh, and it does. So it does. Early on, I'll collect these, but towards the end of the game, it, I don't care anymore. I don't care ever. <laughs> and, and I did as a child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something to look for and try to... You know, another little puzzle to, to crack. Mm-hmm. But they do also have... This thing that I didn't really know, but I guess if you collect 30 or more coins in one stage, you get that little bonus block at the end, that green with a star. Okay. Usually it has like a, uh, is it a one-up or a heart? or one or up. not heart, but Yeah, it's, a, it's usually a mushroom one-up. That's what I thought. I, I couldn't remember. I didn't see them very often, but when I was going back over doing notes, I was like, oh, that's why that shows up sometimes. Yeah, and then of course, I don't know if I mentioned it, but every 100 coins is a free man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there are fruit. Scattered throughout a lot of levels oh, on the yeah. backgrounds of trees. Yeah, that's just worth points. Points when Yoshi eats them. But if he eats a certain number of the pink ones, oh. then you get a thing. Oh, okay. I, I never really... There are a couple levels with fruit where it's like, yeah, you can eat them, I guess. Yeah, then I think... Um, one of, did you ever see the little uh, cloud, the smiley face cloud that drops coins? I don't know that I did. Well, that's how you get it. Okay. By eating those, <laughs> those pears. Fascinating. There are a couple other new additions to the series here. There is the breaks for levels. Oh, the yeah, like you have checkpoints, kind of. Mm-hmm. There's a little midpoint. It's like a little bar you run through, and when you do it, if you're small, you become big. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you uh, die after this point, that's where you start. Yeah. Um, didn't run up against it a whole lot, but it's it's definitely helpful. and It's helpful for farming. Oh, yeah. There's certain levels, where, one in particular, where... In right the, after it. In the forest. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Where you can power up instead of having to walk back and recharge all your, you know, get all your items when you every, every time you die. Yeah. And then, of course, we've probably forgotten about a few things that they'll come up when we talk about the levels. Because there are a lot of weird, random, one or two off yeah, things yeah. that appear. And I mean, there, there are, this game, just like Mario 3, has a map screen mm-hmm. that you negotiate through to get to different levels. Yeah, one other thing I want to note was at the end of each level now, there's another bar. There's oh, no longer yeah. a flag yeah. or um, the timing of those things. There's a bar you have to hit. The higher the bar, the more stars you get. Yeah, and it's it's moving up and down, so you got to time it. And the top of it is 30. Yeah. Oh, and, if you get the very top, you can get 50. But oh, okay. I I just try to get 20 or more right. generally at the beginning. And then after a half hour, I don't care anymore because it's just more extra men. Yeah, because every 100 stars you get, you then have access to a bonus mini game. Yeah, yeah. Where there is a 
there's a power up in the middle and a ring of blocks spinning around them that are cycling through all the other power ups. Yeah, kind of roulette wheel style. And then when you hit them, they lock in place. And then for every, you know, basically you're trying to get three in a row mm-hmm. in any of the classic eight tic-tac-toe directions. And, and you'll get a, a one-up. will come out of the pipe for you. Some Yeah, you can get up to how many? Like six or something? It's a if, lot. Yeah, if you if you nail it just right. It's, I can do the star pretty much every time. I can do it way better. If, if I'm I, big. Yeah, or if uh, you have a Yoshi. Yeah. Because then it's a shorter, you know. Well, me, I just have the timing down for the star. I don't know. It's okay. I, I know exactly where to stand. And I just have <laughs> the timing, the rhythm of it. Gotcha. And I can get the entire outer ring of stars every time. Right on, right on. And bonus if it's actually a star in the middle. And then, okay, there's another bonus game, too, where you start at the bottom of this vertical. Well, that's just in random levels. Is it? Is I wasn't yeah. sure what set it off. but No, it's just part of levels. I got gotcha. you. Uh, but, yeah, and what that is is where you're at the very bottom. There are three blocks ahead above you and then uh, a next level to jump to. Yeah. And then one of those blocks is a one-up. But if you hit any of the ones that aren't a one-up or, no, one it's of like an on. order, yeah. yeah. One of them is a one-up. One of them is a coin, and one of them cancels out the other two. It's a weird, yeah. So it's just guessing. Yeah. There's no strategy to it. So. And then eventually, like you said, later in the game, you just, just jump up through all of them. Pretty quickly, yeah. Don't even try. Not worth it. Once you hit that 40-some min level, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so... In addition to having the map screen, you know, much like Super Mario Brothers 3. Yes. And, and it changes depending on as you defeat levels and find well, new exits. And it is a continuously changing map, but one large map. It's not separated into yeah. specific worlds. Right, right. But you no longer have your inventory that no. you collected from Super Mario 3s, but you do have a save file. Yes, which is very nice. And you, can, you don't get to save whenever you want. Right. It saves at the end of Ghost Houses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boss fights, and then some other random things like, well, let's talk about the Switch houses. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, so you have the the good old P-Switch is back, but now you they're also what appear to be colored ones. Yes. They look just like a P-Switch, but they have, uh, they're a different color with an exclamation point on them. And they are hidden in special worlds throughout the overall map. Yeah, whenever you, you know, you the first one you think you get, I think, is the yellow one. Mm-hmm. So, um, and throughout levels before, you might have noticed some kind of dotted yellow outlines that uh, in the shape of a block. And once you get the appropriately colored switch and hit it, it will then fill in all those blocks, making the levels easier for you. The yellow one is a mushroom. The green one's a feather. Red is a fire flower. I guess. I, I don't remember jumping into any red ones. They're usually like extra floor. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's a nice little bonus, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, so you want to look out for those. They can really, like, there are certain levels at the end where, I mean, of course, I always look, I knew where they were, so I'd always get them right away. But there are some levels at the end of the game where if you don't have all of them, I don't even know. Like, it would be really frustrating with all the missing floors and stuff. Well, the very first time I beat this game on this playthrough, I did not. I I didn't get the blue one. Oh, okay. But I guess we'll get into that here in a moment. Yeah, yeah. And we've got the, uh, the good old... Musical note blocks are back as well. Yeah, those are like a little bonus jumpy thing. And the, the jack that you jump on and shoots you higher. Yep, yep. So, you know, some stuff we've seen before. So then in addition to the save files, as you mentioned, there are still continues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess eventually you could run out of men. Yeah, you can. And I mean, <laughs> well, if you save and come back. That's a problem. Yeah. It, it doesn't bring you back with your livestock. You start with five men every time. Yep. Five lives. And uh, it's pretty easy to regain a nice 
stockpile of lives. Okay. Sure. I mean, early on in the second world, you get access to the top secret area, mm-hmm. which is a place, you know, you'll start finding certain levels where it's like, all right, this is a good spot to build up a, a small stock of lives or just get your power ups so you can, you know, try to beat these games with nothing, you know. Because or, uh, when you have already beaten a level and return to it, you can hit start select and leave the level at any time. Yeah. No penalty, but you keep everything you have achieved there. So that is pretty cool. Very cool. Well, Nick, a lot of times I don't know. Sometimes I lie. But this time I'm just going to come out and say, I know exactly how good this manual is because it went with me every day to school. Oh, yeah. For at least one to two weeks. So I could copy drawing all the characters, all the other creatures, (laughs) and just to, you know, kind of show off to the other two or three nerds that. We're also in my classes. Oh, sure. I mean, this game, you know, coming out in September. Yes. We both have September birthdays, so that first month of school was just very focused on Super Mario World and not learning. (laughs) Indeed. But, yeah, so this is a manual that is 30 pages. Full color. Full color, full. You got color screenshots, a drawn map of Yoshi Island. And drawings of a lot of the characters and enemies in the game. There are five pages of enemy art and all the Koopalings, so pretty sweet. Yeah, um, the wizard, I drew him a lot. Oh, yeah, the the Magic Koopa. Magic Koopa, shooting yeah. out PlayStation symbols. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, the story's a little weird, but it says that after Super Mario Brothers 3, mm-hmm. Mario and Luigi went to Dino Island to relax. And during that time, Princess Tosu was kidnapped, and they meet Yoshi, who wants help because Bowser sealed all of his friends and eggs. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the story, is you're, getting, you're rescuing not only Princess Toadstool, but all of the Yoshi eggs. There's one in like every castle of the yeah. Koopalings you get, which mm-hmm. is really weird because it's like, these are my friends. What about all the other hundreds of egged Yoshis that we've been rescuing? You don't care about them? Nope. Ugh, Yoshi. He's cold-blooded. Yes. Literally. Well, he's only apparently friends with the yellow Yoshis. That's his. I, <laughs> ugh. But yeah, it, and I mean, you know this as well. It goes through all of your new moves and things with artwork and it explains them uh, very thoroughly. And the art in this book is great. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely all, it's high quality, that Mario promotional art, I guess. Yeah. That I remember, I'm sure a lot of these crept into uh, Nintendo Power as well. Or, you know, b- bed sheets. Sure, yeah. And it no, all, it no all book covers. <laughs> yeah, it all looks great. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely worth a check out. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Super Mario World? For the Super Nintendo. Well, I got it at the same time for my birthday as I did my Super Nintendo. So I was in it to win it from day one. Yeah, I got it uh, the week it came out. So Yeah, I had to wait for a tortuous two weeks before I got mine. So Yeah, I had just moved to Philadelphia. Mm, Philadelphia Freedom. Uh, West Philadelphia. Not born or raised. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But, you know, I had no friends yet. I just moved into a new house. I had a TV in my room for the first time ever and a Super Nintendo in there as well. Hot dog. Yeah. In fact, you know, the weird things you do as a child, I had this like giant, I think it was a a box that hanging clothing came in. Okay. And I would put my chair in it and it had like the front facing side of it was empty. So I could only see the TV basically. You don't need the real world distracting you from from your business. (laughs) Uh, So I sat in that box and played this game a lot. And my stepfather also gave me his old tape player that had line-in inputs. Okay. So I was able to hook 
the Super Nintendo stereo sound up to that boombox. Oh, box. nice. And I, it blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the sound was so good, slash, it was in stereo, man. It's coming at you, for real. Not just out of that one little speaker on the bottom right-hand side of the TV. Yeah. And I played that game nonstop. Yeah, me too. I um, mean, I beat it, I think, in two weeks. I remember writing about it in my required journal in seventh grade or whatever. Like, I was always so, I don't know what to write, and I don't care. So I was like, all right, you're getting the details from Donut Plane. <laughs> Let you know how far I get every day. Right. Uh, and then, you know, I beat the game pretty quickly, but because of the game is what it is, I went through and replayed so much of it because there's so much more to unlock. Oh, definitely, yeah. I remember beating all but one stage to get, you know, of the 96 exits, I was only able to get 95, and, you know, so it always stuck in my craw. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, at some point, I did get all of them. And, uh, well, I think that should take us right into our next segment. Which is our more recent experience. Yeah. How did you take this game down? Well, I played it on the Nintendo Switch as part of the new Super Nintendo library. Mm -hmm. They've added to their online service. Pretty cool. We have it for every other system ever made. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have it on the Wii. I have it on, I think, you know, the actual original Nintendo, the SNES Mini. I think I have it on the Wii U. You name it. I probably have a version of it. It's It's a classic. And... You know, uh, Jamie, she had been playing this a bit on the Super NES Mini. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I've been watching her play it a lot. And then I went through and just burnt through the game, going through all the normal castles. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I didn't actually get the blue blocks on that playthrough. Oh, okay. And I think I beat the game at like 56 or 60, somewhere in there. Oh, like levels completed? Yeah. Or... Oh, okay. Or exits, I exits. guess. Exits. Very few. Almost right. the bare minimum. Cool, cool. Then I went back and rounded out the full rest. Gotcha. Yeah, I went through. I got all 96 this time. Um, Same here. Not as tough as I thought it would be, kind of. No, I agree. (laughs) There's certain levels where I was like, yeah, but that one's really hard. There is one that is really hard. But other than that, I remember thinking like, and it wasn't the one that I couldn't get when I was younger. I mean, I have more details later, but I was kind of pleased with myself. I've grown as a gamer, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Well, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would like to start by saying that, yes, this game was a lot easier than I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of, I mean, not in a bad way, but... No, it's fun, but I never lost more than two lives at a level. Well, I mean... Unless it was something I was, I just was not taking my time or, you know, yeah, I mean... it was never... Uh, because of the challenge of the level. I was never worried about running out of lives or anything. Well, that, that's for it's, sure. You know, it's like the most frustrating part of the game was really just... Oh, Remembering how to get through uh, ghost houses? Some of them, yeah. Well, but for me, it was just like, <laughs> all right, walk back to the top secret area, get right. my get my two feathers and my Yoshi, and then walk back. Like, but well, Even then, I didn't do that very much because I would just start at other levels and just be like, I'm happy with one feather. Oh, there you go. Or yeah. whatever. If you, yeah, I always would try to, especially just try to remember somewhere where there's a, a you know, a hot spot where there's a, there's an item block like right at the beginning of the level, exactly. so you can just bop in and grab it and leave. But yeah, yeah, all in all, it was a pretty pleasing experience, I'd say. I mean, it's really, you know, I, we've kind of talked about this before, but that's kind of the Nintendo style too. Is they're like, we were launching a new system and we we're throwing down the gauntlet with one of the best games that will ever appear on it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's 
Yeah, because the <laughs> graphics are insanely beautiful. Like there, it, and it's. I mean, it, there are parts of it where it's definitely new tech showpiece kind of. You know, like like with the the two sided fences you climb on in the background. Right. It's like those aren't bad, but they're not like whoa, awesome. But it is just one of these things where when you first saw it, you were like, whoa, I can't believe this game can handle this. Like, right. And you know, when I said it's beautiful, it's not like there's these huge uh, gradient you know sunsets or detailed work it's just that almost every sprite in this game besides the bats you know has a very uh, distinct style that all fits together and just looks so polished yeah they i mean it's a it's a it's a great well-made game uh, it's very colorful too like I well, it mean, has a very cartoony sensibility like the signs are all l- slightly askew mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. things like that yeah i mean it's you know it, it nails that that mario style you mm-hmm. know like this is a great looking Mario. And it knew that we loved the giant world so much from three that it just sprinkles in like giant versions of so many enemies now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Like the bonsai bills and, and other... the giant mole and mm-hmm. dinosaurs. Yeah. The, um, one thing, though, is that I was I when I first saw this game in Nintendo Power, I was a little put off because of there were only three power-ups, really, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? We just came from all these suits. I wanted more suits, you know? Agreed. And I, I think that is not necessarily a bad thing, I guess. I, I It just... Like, there is a lot of exploration to do in this game, but a lot of it is just for exploration's sake. Like, it's to find those dragon coins. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, or a different exit. Yeah, or, you know, it, it's... I wish there were more power-ups to find. You know, I, I was never like, man, I wish I could find a Hammer Brothers suit that would make this level way easier or, you right. know. So it, it's kind of like exploration light, which, again, not a bad thing necessarily, but um, I don't know. In certain ways, it did feel like a half step back from Mario 3. I could see that, but you know, this game is so balanced where you're really not seeing any new level types. You're getting all the classics. You've got above ground, underground, mm-hmm. four side scrolling, aerial levels. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it really refines them in a way where there was none that I was like, ugh, this level. Right. Like right. I didn't dread going through it. Yep, yep. There was there was only one, but there was a lot of levels that you know, test my patience where I'm not in control of the speed, especially when you're riding on a platform that snakes right. around yeah, yeah nothing frustrates me more than going backwards on one of those platforms or like i've already been <laughs> through the beginning of this level yeah no but, it's um it's definitely like they took all of the things from mario that existed before and really coalesced them into the best they could be kind of you yeah. know like and then you know i think we forgot to mention the fact that you can still slide down hills in this one. Oh yeah yeah but they really lean into the world is not just perpendicular or parallel lines. Right, right, yeah. There are so many more curves and hills and slanted platforms and whatnot. Yeah, and in fact, sometimes, you know, where a wall meets the floor, you'll see a little triangular block with a smiley face, and you can just run right up that, and then you run up the wall. It's pretty kind of weird at first, but it's pretty cool. And that also acts as like a trampoline for Yoshi. Yeah, yeah. So they really thought through a lot of these levels to make it sure you could get through with Mario or Yoshi. I think there's only like one or two that you cannot get through with Yoshi. Yeah, and those yeah. are the ones where the ceiling's slowly uh, rising and falling. Right. And there's certain spots where you're just too tall with Yoshi. You can't make it through. Oh, you'll get crushed or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty... I wish that... You know, like I said before, like, I, I think that... Not necessarily the jumping, but there's certain, like... I, I feel like Mario accelerates maybe faster than before. Mm-hmm. Or I love it. Like, it just really messes with me when I'm trying to... Like, I'm slowly floating down... 
and trying to land on say one block and then i start this like back and forth like whoa, whoa, whoa. like it, it's just way touchier than i was expecting and yeah i mean but once you get used to it that yeah. is another level of fidelity you you have over him i just didn't um i my biggest complaint about this game is that you like i do not like the way they laid out these buttons at all i understand i hate that b should always be your run and pick up and then a should always be your jump i don't know why they they put a as your spin jump then b is your jump and then y is your pickup like it really shifted it over in this way that i mean it was first game from the first system with all these buttons so and i clearly got used to it because i did not remember it at all going back right but it just one of those like i guess mild annoyances that you know you just get used to it because they did a great job of the level design taking everything into account with yeah. your controls and stuff so it's never unfair or anything it's just uh, just a little different now my biggest complaint is that luigi is just a a color swap oh right yeah i wasn't sure if you had different stuff cuz i don't no. think i've ever played this game two player like um <laughs> but you know luigi is just a a green mario mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a bummer <laughs> he should be taller and skinnier yeah, I mean, even if you're not going to give them different, like, jump stats, you know, at, yeah. least, at least edge up the sprite a little bit. Exactly. Now, I do love the music in this game. Yeah. It's awesome, very catchy. I remember all the tunes forever. Yeah, I mean, it's good stuff. It's def- It's got that, like, ragtime kind of, I don't know, feel, you mm-hmm. know, it's like a very... It reminds me more of Mario 2. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally like Mario 2 better. I don't know. I just, like, I love all the music in this game a lot, but mm-hmm. I think part of it is just because it's so much more... It's got so much more going on than in the previous ones. Like, right. it doesn't earworm me as much as the old, like, Mario 3 or, you know, certain tunes really stuck with me. But but they're all good. They're all, all great, great stuff. And then we return to that big overhead map. But in this one, it's great because it's fully animated. And like we said earlier, it changes as you progress. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you exit a level in a special way, not only will you open up a new path, but, like, it'll physically change. Like, a hill will grow or yeah, yeah. a single part of the woods will open up. No, it's it's very interesting to see what the future has in store for various, you know, areas in this in this world of Dino Island. All right, now you find us in the level by level portion of our show and this game has a lot of levels. Oh yeah, 77 levels with 96 exits. So we really can't go through every single one without boring you to death. <laughs> So we're going to cover our favorites in each world. Yeah, and your first one, uh, you start kind of in the south of this world on Yoshi's Island. Yeah, it's its own zoomed-in little mini-map. Mm-hmm. And at first, you can visit Yoshi's house where the story starts. You can go back in there. Yeah, and, and um, right away, you'll see one of these little speaker box mm-hmm. blocks that are also new to this game, where when you hit them, a little dialogue window pops up that lets you know, hey you know, watch out for these blocks or, you know, they give you little like tips. Usually the first time you're about to see something that you haven't seen. Uh-huh. Kind of the first in-game tutorial stuff starting, you know. But it's at your your leisure. Yes, you don't have to hit those blocks. So, no. you know, that's that's the way to do it. And right away you're given a choice. Do you want to move to the left or the right? Yeah, either way you go, I mean, is fine. Like there's only a few levels you can see the first fortress over to the right there's only like three levels in your way so you know it's not very a very long journey right but if you head the left and go up this uh, mountain path with a ladder that's where you'll find the first yellow switch palace so you probably want to do that right off the bat yeah even if you don't need it for this level it'll, it'll only pay off in spades throughout the game and the, the switch palaces are usually kind of a little like puzzle level where there's usually some sort of 
It's like many levels where you'll have a shell and one path and a bunch of like Koopas where you can get a one up if you do it just right. Mm -hmm. But they're not like a true level that's you should die at or anything. No. If you do that, you can move to the right finally. And that's the true path out of this area. Yeah. And and, I mean, Yoshi's Island 1 really shows off a lot of what this game, what's new kind of where you'll see the, the bonsai bills, a lot of diagonal pipes pipes and stuff that will shoot you out at one point mm-hmm. like uh it's they're... a beautiful beautiful level and the um they also introduced those uh question blocks that are moving with little wings on them so yep. you know got got some new stuff here there is an underground portion where you have to do your spin jump yep. to yep. break through yeah lots of different stuff i mean it's really one of those classic just get used to all this new stuff levels you know mm-hmm. the second level in that row uh starts you out with a chain of enemies to show you how many it takes to get a free man yeah yeah and this is also the first level where you get yoshi oh sure as yeah and um this level also introduces uh some of my most hated enemies in this game which are the like instead of hammer brothers now you have the sports brothers well they're all wearing football gear yeah they're all wearing football gear but some of them throw baseballs some kick footballs at you some Mm -hmm. do jumping jacks at you yeah some of them mysteriously multiply and clone themselves like it's weird but they take what like three Three or four three hits yeah yeah. So you have to keep like bouncing off them and they're they're very cleverly placed usually at uh, inopportune spots. So well, beware. You'll be happy to know that they make a brief reappearance in the Mario Odyssey game. Oh Switch. really? Yeah, they finally come back. Oh. And you can the the, you know, the conceit of that game is you can become any enemy. Oh sure. Yeah. So you can become that you have to become that character. Oh and, wow. And do like a bunch of charging things on very, very the narrow roads road towards the end of the game. <laughs> but again, this is a, a fairly easy level. Yeah. Yoshi's Island 3 is kind of up in some cliff tops, I guess, where you'll be introduced to these kind of swinging platforms that are attached by a chain. They yep. rotate around, as well as the little um, yellow blocks that will, you know, start off as a horizontal platform that'll shrink down to one block and then expand vertically and then back and forth. You know, you'll see more of those to come, and this is where you get introduced. And this is a, you know, high-flying level with lots of pits pit deaths but if you did get that yellow block taken care of many of your pit deaths are no longer there they're covered in yellow absolutely blocks. yes yes so that's you know um this also has a room where you have your first uh chase the coins where the coins move in the direction you tap oh sure yeah you'll and get used to those if like... you have a p switch with those then it becomes a solid chain of blocks to run across yeah and as long as you know, it's set to a timer, so if you can just keep the that little coin stretch going as long as you can, you can get more coins out of it, I guess. But, you know, it's like, don't touch yourself. It's almost like playing Tron bikes or something. Yeah. So, eh, it was all right. It's kind of a neat thing. Yoshi's Island 4 introduces a little bit of water. Yeah, down at the bottom, yeah. And you can swim in it, though. It's not an instant death. Which is good. And I don't think we don't have Big Bertha back to worry about from Mario 3 as well. Which no, was just always smaller so fish jumping out to get you. Yeah. For, uh, for here, yeah. The second half brings back the Pokies, your friendly yellow giant cactus man. Yeah, yeah. Totally eatable by Yoshi. Don't worry. The thorns don't hurt him. No, no, not at all. Again, this is a level that if you have the Yoshi, very easy because you can eat all the cheap cheeps that jump out at you, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Yoshi can't swim, so watch out. If you get hit, you better kiss, kiss good old Yoshi goodbye, which you'll probably do many times throughout this game as you mercilessly jump off his back and he falls into a pit mm-hmm. while you save number one mario paisanos hey paisanos but once you're done with this you are at the first castle that's right iggy's castle 
because all of the children of Koopa have returned with their full Super Mario 3 names. Yep, yep. And they all look the same, you know, yep. appropriately, like they should. They haven't dropped any of the monikers that tie them specifically to celebrities or musicians yet. Right, right. And Iggy's castle, like all the castles, usually has a little bit of a puzzle element in it. Sure, and, you know, any of these castles, as well as ghost houses and fortresses, Yoshi cannot enter, so you're on your own here. Correct. Before it was Luigi, it was Yoshi that was the scared one. <laughs> now, the, really, the, the puzzle aspect of this one isn't anything more than dealing with what side to be on of the fencing that goes through most yeah, of this level. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much just a fence level, so it's very easy. Um, you know, there's a couple spots where, watch out for the lava, you know, there's fireballs coming out, but mm-hmm. you're just climbing across, you know, it's kind of slow, but... The second half is a uh, one where the ceiling drops and can crush you. Yeah, you'll have these big brown kind of like stone or wooden pillars it looks like you know and um, we'll see a lot of more of that as the game continues but for here not too bad and then your first big boss fight is with iggy koopa and it's one of i think three different types of fights with the children yeah they they all kind of they're not all unique but they're they're just a few and and i actually think this is one of the trickier ones yeah and now his is the easiest of them because he does not do anything special. He just runs around on this platform that you encounter him on. And yeah. there's lava on both sides of it. Yeah, it's kind of a little island that's like tipping left and right. Depending on your weight. Yes. So you actually control it. And if you make it too steep, he will go into a shell and then slide towards you or away from you. Yeah. And your, your goal is to just keep like hopping on him until you can knock him off. Because when you do jump on him, it knocks him forward a little bit. Yeah, so you have to usually try and time it right so he's coming at you and it's sloped and then you can hit him a couple times and that'll, you know, keep his momentum going. Scooch him right off. Then he lands in the lava and dies a horrible, painful death. <laughs> yes, he does. And that's when you always get a little cutscene at the end of every level that shows Mario destroying the tower in various wacky ways. Yeah, I think the very first one is he has the classic dynamite plunger. Right, right. And he uses it to level the building. As he should. My eight-year-old daughter loved it. Like, she was always like, oh, I want to see what he does. Like, (laughs) it was a huge point for her to come check out how he was going to destroy the next castle. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's it's fun to see. And there you go. You've you've liberated your first chunk of Dino Island. And then you move on to the larger world map. But we will continue that next week. Oh, yeah. So save your game, suckas. All right, folks, this is the end of this first half. Next week, we will continue to go through Super Mario World. Continue, we will. And as we heard earlier, this game is available on everything Nintendo's ever made. As it should be. So go find a copy of this game and play it again, because we know you've already played it at least once. Doggone it. And if you want to let us know how many of these exits you've completed, or if you want to let us know whether you think that Yoshi's shell is a saddle or a shell... Mm-hmm. But there was or, some discrepancies in the past. But uh, let us know at uh, cartridgecommand at gmail.com. We'll tabulate your votes. Or if you want to let us know if you think uh, Mario's punching Yoshi in the back of the head to get him to stick out his tongue. It's a cruel thing. I hope he's not. I agree. Uh, but you can let us know on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Sometimes we let you know a new shows drop on uh, the Twitterverse at Cart Command. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we must always thank those wonderful and fine folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command. So cool. It is because of their support that this show continues to happen. So thank you all so, so very much. Yeah, cool folks, one and all. 
you guys keep throwing dragon coins at us, and we will have <laughs> all the necessary lives to make this show continue. We will. So thank you. Thank and you. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game, game on! And kind of, I don't know how to describe it, like humping or like you're... Um, Probably not humping. Let's, it, let's go you're humping else. through the air. Okay. Anyways, no. Um, you have a.